Welcome to the Entrepreneur Breakthrough Podcast with your host, Mark Marley, a former U.S. Marine turned serial entrepreneur and breakthrough coach. Each week, we bring you a message from an inspiring professional or interviews with successful people who've overcome challenges that may have stopped most entrepreneurs in their tracks. Those breakthrough moments are what this podcast is all about. Hey, welcome to the Entrepreneur Breakthrough Podcast. Boy, do we have a treat for you today. We have Ray Cataneo, the fitness guru, the fitness. And he's like, tell you what, him and his wife, or I met him about a year ago. And they're some of the most fitness people, fitness minded people I know, always positive, always motivated. And uh, today we need to learn the secrets behind Ray Cataneo and his business. <laughs> hey, Ray, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate be, I appreciate you having me on. I'm glad you uh, glad you reached out. You know, I've met uh, you and your wife uh, going on about a year ago when I joined, uh, you know, uh, the Apex. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I remember seeing uh, both of you and your wife is a very, uh, you know, really dominant. She's a powerful woman. She, she demands presence. The first time I saw you guys together in a meeting, I mean, she really just she has this really thing about her. She just has this presence. Yeah. Now I didn't know you were, you're, I didn't know you're in the fitness back then. So I figured she's some sort of coach or something, but then yeah. as I learned more about both of you, I see why you guys are just, you know, really so good together. Uh, okay. I can't wait to you know, hear that story. That's interesting too. I just, <laughs> as I'm reading the information, you know, we talked about before, I, you don't see very many people who are married and, and business partners and share life together. And you started dating when you were 13 years old. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a, a journey. <laughs> I think that's the kind of stuff that people want to hear. Is like, how did the heck do you make that work, man? That's uh, that's wonderful. In today's society, man, you hard to see people married for five years, let alone being together. Uh, you know, since you were kids, man, because people change so much. So yeah, I think it's great that uh, you guys have done that. So tell me about yourself and where are you from, where do you live, and family yeah, life. Yeah. yeah, we uh, so actually both Amy and I were born and raised in New York. Uh, I was born in the Bronx and actually both born in the Bronx. And then I lived in Westchester the second half of my life. Um, and then we, we lived in Connecticut for two years and then moved to Texas back in what, 2010, end of 2010. Um, you know, grew up in Westchester County, both my parents uh, worked hard. So I think I got a lot of my work ethic from them, my father, tried to start and run multiple businesses in the uh, car side of things. So he was a mechanic or transmission mechanic, um, went to high school in New York and went to uh, college at NYU in New York City, uh, which was also a, a blessing. Um, and then, yeah, my background is kind of, I'd like say it's weird. Uh, it's funny, I just did another podcast within the fitness industry before this one. And I was like, I said, my background's weird in the fitness industry because I, I started in sales and then did finance for a little bit for like a year or two in corporate before actually going into personal training full time. So it's kind of a weird transition. Uh, but I was always in the health and fitness before making that transition. And uh, the reason we shifted into that is just, you know, Amy and I both quickly figured out we hated the corporate world and kind of sitting behind a desk the whole time, if that makes sense, and got got bored. And we were like, man, we I'm, I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing something that I hate doing. 
and don't enjoy and uh, transitioned into training and moved to Texas and the rest is history. <laughs> so what brings you into training? So you guys were, were you always fitness bus? Were you always in shape? No, I, I actually was overweight as a kid uh, in eighth grade. I didn't start working out until about 10th, 10th, 11th grade in high school. So I wound up basically buddying with uh, what, I, what I would say is my high school best friend. And his, his parents were very into fitness, so they kind of brought me into that realm. And I started training at that point in high school. And then I, I remember from there on, like, I'm, I'm very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intellectually speaking, I'm a researcher by nature. So I just went down a rabbit hole from high school all through college and to the point where I was actually training a lot of my college friends and they were working out with me in college. So I, I kind of did a whole 180, if you will. Um, but I've always been interested in, in fitness, specifically uh, nutrition and food and like how that actually works in the body, like how everything's interconnected from a holistic perspective. So you're not one of those muscle heads to go to the gym and just pump more weight, pump more weight and drink a bunch of protein. It sounds like, you know, the science behind this, <laughs> what I can eat to be healthier. Cause you know, I, I I'm confused. I, I, I look at protein powders. I look at my diet. I track my macros, but I see guys at the gym is I'll just pump more weight. seems yeah. like you got, you, you got a background that kind of, you have a lot of history and you understand the science behind this too. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not that guy that that I, I was that guy in college that you know more is more, um, but I, I've learned not to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as the science stuff like that, yeah, I've done done a lot of research. Um, even on the diet side, my wife and I were were actually raw vegans in our early twenties for like two years. So I went down that rabbit hole on one extreme. Wow, um, I've done multiple diets, just ha having to, uh, experience that stuff just cause you know, if you're if, in our industry, you kind of need to, so you can understand what other people are doing. Uh, so we've, we've tried tons of stuff. Um, so I can tell you what works, what doesn't work. Um, and what, like my opinions on, you know, when this is appropriate, when that's appropriate, but the answer is always, it depends, you know, everyone, everyone's different. And, uh, what works for somebody may not work for, you know, the guy down the street, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Who do you work with primarily? Is it weight loss people? Is it, is it athletes? Because I know as I, you know, I'm, I'm over 50 now and I play tennis a lot and I work yeah. out. I try to eat healthy, but there's always that. You always never know. Like, what can I be doing more? Like, who comes to you for training? Yeah, it's mostly. So in we're in Collin County, Texas. Uh, so most of our clients are 45 plus. Uh, we typically deal with mostly just like you work, working professionals, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, executives, salespeople, uh, insurance agents. So that it's usually people that either fell off the bandwagon. Maybe they were athletes when they were younger, but they kind of have let bad habits slip in. Um, they'll come to us to kind of get back in shape and they, they know they're busy, uh, but they don't have the time necessarily to be looking up. You know, what workout should I do and what do I eat and this, that, and the other. So it's people that, that want and see the value in telling them what to do from knowledgeable professionals, uh, as well as being able to hold them accountable to those things. Um, and from there, you know, we, we also work with a few athletes, but our, our main um, clientele are working professionals that, like I said, are 
either they've done fitness in the past and they need to get back into it, or we have work a, a good subset of working professionals that have never done anything. And they're just like, all right, shit's going downhill. Uh, sometimes we're, they come in, they're like, my doctor told me if I don't get my shit together, you know, things are going to start changing and for the worse, you know, so there's motivation there. Man, that seems to be a trend <laughs> when it's all that change or die. There's a book called Change or Die. I don't know if you read that book. But uh, it's a, uh, they did a study. Have yeah. you heard that book? No, no, I haven't. Interesting I haven't. because right down, <laughs> change that. Look at that book because it's interesting because it's about these people. They were like a lot of them were like heart patients, cardiac patients, and the doctors gave them these things: do this or die. And then the, the, the author followed these people, and people didn't fucking do it, man. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them just didn't fucking do it. It's hard, but yeah. you know, sometimes you know. Transition that into business, man. Some shit he's got to fucking do, or you're gonna die, man. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's great. Now, my journey when I started in fitness, I didn't work out my entire life. I spent four years in the Marine Corps, and I did what I had to do. I ran, and you know, I didn't I never got big. Uh, when I was in boot camp, they put me on double rations, man. I was a skinny fuck, you know, and I <laughs> I had to gain weight, you know. I was like, yeah. I think it weighed like 98 pounds, you know. Uh, I left boot camp at like 120 pounds, but my big thing, I never really worked out. I was just had no muscle tone. Uh, but you know, and I started, I got out of the Marine Corps, started getting weight and I had my, my, you know, I was getting my belly was hanging over my jeans, but you know what changed me is it was change or die moment, but it wasn't me. It was my brother. My brother's about three years older than me mm-hmm. and he had a heart attack in his mid thirties. And that woke my ass up, man. Yeah. I'm like, shit, dude, we had the same fucking genes. We have everything. And my brother had a heart attack. So from that point on, it's been like 15 years now I'm in the gym, man, every freaking day. I'm watching what I eat. You know, yeah. I do fluctuate, but it was one of those things I had to do something because I wanted him to get healthy, but I had to do something for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, not easy. You, you know, know, it's not easy staying with it, you know, for a lot of people, especially depending, it depends on how you were raised and environment and, you know, culture plays a factor in people's habits. Um, but I will say um what you call it. I think I think what also happens is people don't necessarily know what optimized feels like. You know, like they're like, what do you mean? Like um, a lot of people just kind of go through life and they're like, I'm okay, or I feel fine when you ask them these questions. And then, you know, you you do something like, for instance, 75 hard, just because I know that that's floating in the, the world right now and it's popular. Yeah. Uh, somebody somebody does 75 hard and they're like, holy shit, like is this what it feels like to feel good? Like you get, you get a sense of like, Oh, this is what it feels like when I don't fucking drink alcohol four nights, five nights a week and don't eat like shit and actually just move daily. <laughs> so, and then that, that, that's a powerful statement. You just said, I wrote it down. Most people don't even know what optimized feels like. Yeah. So they're fine. Most people are fine being fine. Yeah. And some point in your life, you got to say, fuck being fine. Right. And you just yeah. got to get better. Right, that 75 hard, man, with Andy is a difficult, man. I went through like 36 days, but I never yeah. planned. I planned on 36 days. I had shit planned. I had, it didn't work out in my schedule. I wasn't committed. Right. So I'm going to do 75 hard, but I didn't make it through. But once you make that determination in your life that you're going to make those changes, it's hard to get your mindset, especially when, you know, I can lose weight, I can lift. But the things that 75 hard has, the little things, the reading, the mm-hmm. water, yeah. You no, know, it's like shit, man. You forget one little thing and you're back to the beginning. Yeah. Most and I started, I started a few times. Yeah. 
water's easy to forget, man. You know, I, I don't live very far from it every day because I know that by noon, if I don't have two of these things down, I'm screwed, man. Because the next thing you know, I'm at bedtime trying to drink two or three of these big ass things of water and yeah. shit, man. Then you never sleep. Yeah, 30, I mean, 30 days is still fucking impressive on, on doing that. I mean, to be honest, if you check the box on all those things, I, for most people, I think, you know, 30 days will, will uh, make a significant difference if you do all those things. Yeah, but people I know completed it, you know, they tell me it's like, yeah, but that second 30 and then that last 10, you know, it's that last yeah. five days. It's like, yeah, you've you done all this shit wrong. Yeah, you're not average, so you should do it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I should. It, it's hard, man. But it's it's hard when you travel so much. But I think I need to do it just to, because I, I heard that the journey is what really makes you. You start determining really who you are, mm-hmm. you know, and what where your weaknesses are at. Yep, yeah, I think I, I think I need that actually. That's awesome, man. So, so you encourage now if your clients come to you and they're doing that journey, you'll you you still work with them. You still get a program together because you're working with their overall fitness. You're how to get them healthy, yeah. how to reach their goals. Yeah, most people. I mean, most of these people want to lose weight or body fat. Um, I guess we're in the transformation business, right? They they typically want to, like I said, they. They're not necessarily chasing 100% optimization, um, but we help them get from their point A to point B, uh, whatever that may be. And um, but we we have added a lot to our facility in the last couple of years. We we do genetic testing now. We do blood work for like micronutrient testing. Uh, we have uh, in depth cardiac risk testment uh, assessment. That's also a blood wow. test. So things like that we've been able to add and. You know, a lot of our clients take advantage of it and then other people like they're just okay with, you know, dropping a few pounds and just kind of feeling better, looking better. You know, I've heard that, you know, with all the blood tests that are available today, that people supplement a lot of shit they may not need or they're missing key things. So is that one of the things you you use this testing then to kind of get baseline where you're at and then try to improve it? Yep, 100%. Yeah, people people take a shotgun approach to supplementation nowadays. Um, there's mixed information. There's there's the people that are like, supplements are worthless. I'll just get everything from my diet. Well, the food supply has gone to shit in the last 50 to 100 years. So I can tell you, without a doubt, just based on the people we've tested, that's not true. Um, but there's also... Uh, high quality supplements. And then there's ones that are kind of crappy. So you need to watch out for that. But yes, in essence, we uh, use a company called Spectracell and they will actually, that test, uh, test white blood cells. So these are cells that actually turn over every six to nine months. Um, and it's, it's intracellular in terms of what it's testing. So it's actually testing, are you getting the nutrients inside of your cells? And it'll spit out all the markers, vitamin A, all your B vitamins, uh, amino acids, vitamin C, D3, like basically everything that you can think of. And it, it'll tell us if you're deficient or not. Um, most people wait, most people wait till they feel like shit. And usually if you're, if you're listening, I can tell you, uh, hands down, it's usually D3 or B12, uh, are the ones that make you feel like crap that you would actually notice it. Um, but there's a lot of other markers that people don't pay attention to for things like anxiety and uh, depression and things of that nature. So if someone was trained with you, then they go to the lab and it comes to you and you set it all up and you schedule everything or they just go to a, their own their own doctor to get drawn blood or how's that work? 
Yeah, we uh, so we're partnered with SpectraCell has their own doctors on staff. So we're partnered with them. They come to us. Uh, usually most people are coming to us for training and nutrition. And then um, we don't push that up front just because it's a lot for people to process, you know, as far as like, hey, I'm going to change my diet and my lifestyle. Like, hey, also, you need to do all this lab work. Um, <laughs> for It usually comes up like two, three months later. Uh, we'll, we'll make the make it aware or make them aware of it. And then other people come in because it is on our website and they don't want to do it right away. But basically, we, we have the requisition forms and the kits at our facility. So we actually uh, send them to, it's called Any Lab Test Now, uh, that does the blood draw. The, they have locations all over Texas. Okay. Um, but we, we have the kits and the requisition forms in-house, and we have an account with SpectraCell. And then they just need to go to that that lab and uh, hand that stuff in, and, and the nurse practitioners there do the blood draw. We get the results, uh, and then everything happens from there. We usually do a consultation after that with... Um, food and supplementation protocols, you know, for uh, repleting. So some people can can get away with raising certain things through food and nutrition, um, but a lot of times repletion requires supplements because the, the doses required to replete are higher. So that's experience that you have too, is uh, <clears throat> understanding based on those results and you can provide, you can then, I guess, assign, I guess give them supplementation they need, food they need, so yep. what I want to do is I'm, I'm training with you and I'm getting some results, but I plateau. Yeah. That's probably when I'm going to come to you and go, what the hell's going on, Ray? I'm doing fucking everything you tell me. To do. Yeah. Is that kind of the point where you go, well, look, maybe there's more to this. You start digging in deeper. Yeah. You, like, you know, kind of recommend those, up, those upgrades or whatever. Yeah. 100%. When people, when pe I'm actually dealing with somebody right now that uh, I'm not going to say her name because she's a client, but um, doing everything right. Checking off all the boxes, calories are in line, food quality is in line, working out is in line, stress, sleep, all the, the boxes are checked, and yet she still can't lose weight. So like we're we just did some. I had a for, for this one, I had to have her go through a, a different lab um, or use her doctor. But basically, she's got a hormone and a thyroid issue. Now that that's not the norm. I will say that, but yeah, you, I was, you have to. I was going to say that, man. With with women, yeah. it seems like a lot of times I like, hear that like thyroid or hormone problems more than men, yeah. and that keeps them from losing weight. So, so you guys are it sounds like you guys are really well versed in this whole fitness thing. So you can handle everything people have, all the problems whether they're covering from an injury or just want to lose weight. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And we we have real. Um, uh, so I, I deal with a lot of this stuff uh, just because I've done numerous certifications and courses to be able to do all this in the last 10 years, but I also have degree nutritionists on staff as well. Um, so it's, oh, cool. it's all done at a, a quality level. It's not just, you know, I know some, some facilities just, you have the trainers do nutrition coaching. Um, right. Yeah. And it's, that's where you get like, Oh yeah, you should, you know, you should do keto and you should do paleo. Like we're, we're, we're more uh, customized and dialed in to the person just using a real world approach. So can you do that remotely as well? If I, yeah. if I want to train with you, can you put me on program, monitor me and help me with my fitness and everything remotely? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. We're actually we're working with, um, uh, you know, Dan in apex, Dan Costantino. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, sure. He's been, he's been working. Uh, so my, my head trainer handles everything on the training side for online. Um, anything like 
nutrition wise, or if you want to go more in depth on the lab side, then that's where I would get involved or have my nutritionist get involved. So, <laughs> so you're the reason why some, his, uh, his one carpenter that works for him oh, yeah. is finally getting some man arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I saw that comment yesterday. Yeah. That's what yeah. I, think I got tagged in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's great. You know, think about Dan. Great, he's great. Him and Nicole are awesome, man. They got yeah. the, the best daughter in the world, man. Stephanie stole all of our hearts, man. Yeah, yeah, they're, so, they're great people. They are, man. So it sounds like everything's going great, man. You got you know, with your wife, Amy. You're training, working together, been together since you freaking were kids. There's no way. I mean, I know how business works. My business is up and down. I've had businesses fail. Yeah. Tell me about times in your life and your business when you want to throw in the towel. I mean, what? What's going on in the fitness business? Because what I know about fitness is kind of it's it's almost seems like it cycles. You know, you get people really want to do it beginning of the year and then they get out. Yeah. How do you keep your business consistent and how's it changed over the years? What, what, what are you struggling with? Okay. Um, I mean, as far as the well, there's like three things on that question that I heard. I heard just yeah, like yeah. the struggles yeah. and then how to keep just go deeper. What's changed? Yeah. I, uh, I've definitely, we've definitely had our struggles. You know, there were moments way back where I wanted to throw in the towel before, you know, that was probably shit, eight, eight, nine years ago. Um, at one point, uh, we had to literally let go of most of our staff and kind of revamp. Um, I remember to this day, there, there were moments, there's a week or two where we could, we barely could make payroll. Um, and I mean, that's like the worst feeling in the world as a business owner to not be able to pay your staff. Right. Um, long story short, you know, we sold our way out of that hole. Uh, however, within that same year, basically what happened was I, I wind up, uh, with a staff that was older than me. You know, I was in my early twenties, so I had trainers that were in their mid thirties and up and, uh, for anyone listening or you, maybe, I don't know if people have experienced that, but it's kind of not taking well when the, the guy in charge is, you know, 10, 15 years younger than you. So I had that hurdle to overcome. Um, and it, and it was just a, you know, a b- bunch of people with ego issues. And I also didn't have the leadership skill that I have now back then. Right. So I had, I had a problem uh, holding people accountable. Um, you know what it was? I'll, I'll put it very simply. I had a problem with conflict. That's really it. Like I, I was afraid of, of conflict. And you know, in business, you, you cannot do that. You have to be able to tell people what needs to be done, tell people what they're doing wrong, what needs to improve. So I think that was a mistake on my part back then. Um, but because I, I didn't have the respect uh, and the people with me were not willing to, you know, fall in line, so to speak, with my vision. Uh, I just decided to, you know, I, I've remembered, I, I let four guys go and just revamped our team. Uh, and that's when things started shifting because the people that I, I brought in uh, didn't have that experience that those other people had and didn't look at me the same way. They, they actually were, were like looking up to me, right, for uh, advice and like what to do next. And that, that's really where I started to learn how to lead and, and put systems and processes in place and and hire, fire, et cetera. But it was definitely, you know, I would say a good three to five year process of trial and error. <laughs> um, what did you do different in your company to make those people fit better, to make sure you hire the right people? What did you change in that time frame? 
It's just, I mean, honestly, you pick up things from different industries and people. Um, but the main thing was not hiring experienced people. Uh, we, I think that's, in, that's common in a lot of industries when you hire people that are, are really experienced and they think, they think they know it all. Uh, that doesn't really work out well in a business that you're trying to systemize, right? Uh, the other thing is, you know, when you hire, um, a players, you got to be careful with hiring solopreneur or entrepreneur types because, or visionary types, because they're going to want to get in and start trying to change everything and make it theirs. Uh, and you don't, not that that's wrong, but it doesn't work when you're trying to grow a business. So we, we drastically changed that to weed out, you know, the, the people that were, you know, really good at selling and building their own business, et cetera, that, that doesn't work for a model. I, I was looking for the guy that was knowledgeable, uh, is willing to work hard, um, that I can develop and groom and that's willing to follow systems and processes, right. And still get paid well, but they, you know, they, they were able to kind of leave their ego at the door, if that makes sense. So it's just you said a few things there, systems, processes, and systemize. Mm -hmm. So how do you come across your, you know, you went to NYU, so obviously impressive. You came out of this thing, you worked in finance and you got this corporate background and now you're a trainer. You're several years into it. Shit falls apart. How do you start developing systems and processes? Is it somebody you work with or coach or a book? Like what brought you into that? Yeah, it was multiple. Co I mean, shit. Like, like probably all of us, uh, I've spent so much money on personal development and <laughs> coaches. I've had multiple coaches in and out of the industry. Uh, and I've just kind of picked up things from multiple people. Uh, also having my, that is the benefit of uh, having my wife. My wife is more organized than I am. I'm more, I tend to be more visionary and, and, uh, and, and have tons of ideas all the time. Um, but I am detailed as well, but I would say, you know, you just have to sit down. I think, I think the light bulb goes off when you're like, all right, you hit a point and you're like, I'm sick of this. Meaning you're sick of having to be there and work so many hours and you take a step back and you're like, this isn't going to work long-term. So you have to start putting things in place and you just start asking that question. What, like, what do I need to do now? So that I don't have to be here 24 seven. What role do I have to create? Uh, what, what do I have to document? And that, that's the hardest part for a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to do that nitty gritty shit. And that, that really what is what turns a business into a real business is teaching people what they should be doing while documenting it and then having something that's duplicatable for when they come in. Right. And I think that's I what we've got good at. That's huge. I can't see Amy being the type of a girl that takes a lot of crap either. If you're not doing this shit, she's probably going to hold you accountable. Yeah, no, she's, uh, she's, we're, we're both, um, we're both leaders, you know? So I think we've definitely, if you want to get into the last side of things, we've definitely had our, our moments, uh, where we clashed a little bit. Um, there was a period of like two years where she's actually fully stepped out of the business. Um, because we were we were having that clash of like who's in charge and and really it just came down and we didn't we didn't really have clear roles so there there was a right. communication issue on like yeah. yeah who who's responsible for what um, and since she's come back I told you we we actually implemented EOS uh, two years ago and you know we have clearly defined things we're responsible for and it's just made things way easier 
So we're able to like, you know, separate the two. You know, I like something you said there. If anybody listening to this, starting a business, and they work with their spouse or any family member, you said something right there. Basically, Amy stepped aside to put the relationship in front of the business. Yeah. That's powerful, yeah. man. Yeah, then we, when time was right, she came back. Yeah. Yeah, we both we both made that decision like it was best. Um, otherwise, the relationship was definitely going to suffer. And then being together as long as we've been together, um, you know, I think that that was very important for us. And it was also, you know, this was my thing, not necessarily hers. So she also saw it that way. Like this is, this is Ray's baby, so to speak. Um, so it was a chance for me to also take more responsibility as well. Um, which, you know, led us to where, where we are, but to anyone listening, I think one of the biggest keys in, in relationships is, you know, uh, I think a lot of business owners see their wives as not knowing business or they don't treat them that way. Uh, my wife is my like top advisor. Like I don't do anything without <laughs> advising her, like, you know, as far as decision-making and things like that. Cause usually they know if they, if they're involved in the business a little bit and they know all the people around, they, they'll know. I think Dave Ramsey says the same thing. Like, you know, you want to date people before you hire them and then, he always gets yeah. his wife's opinion. Uh, I fully yeah, believe that. Women, women have this intuition, man, that I don't think a lot of men just don't have. You know, yeah. you, I meet somebody, you, you know, and you meet somebody and you think, God, that's the greatest dude ever. I'm going to do business with that dude. Next thing you know, the, the woman in your life is like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And they just see right through all the bullshit, man. Yeah. So you guys implement EOS. So in EOS, I guess it sounds like you guys play your roles perfect. So she's probably the integrator in that role. And you're the visionary. Yeah. So to be fully uh, transparent, um, she is serves as an integrator, uh, like 30%. So more so on the organizational side. Um, but I'm one of those weirdos that's visionary and detailed at the same. Like I'm analytical as a person. So I still do a lot of the, the KPIs and the metrics and uh the day-to-day -day stuff that an integrator would do, if that makes sense. Um, what she's really yeah. good at though, is, is structure and planning and like organizing. So that I lean on her for that. Um, and right now we're actually working on, you know, with our next location coming down the line, uh, we've been talking about, you know, this next role of a person that may be able to replace a lot of what I'm doing and what she's doing as well. That's great. Uh, I'm the same way as you. I mean, I, I always thought I was a visionary only until I take that survey they have, you know, in rocket yeah. fuel and realize yeah. that I'm about 45%, you know, integrator, yeah. but I'm also on my queue. I'm, I'm very, I can't complete the small task in my life, but I can create the concept. I can create the KPIs and create, the, I can create the documentation. Yeah. Just don't ask me to do it all day. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I do my coaching platform. You know, I, I've got a program that you mentioned a couple of things. Uh, I call it my scale method. I, I developed for growing in businesses. And yep. the number one thing, the first S is systemize, mm -hmm. you know, and then you, then you got to get to see your core values. Yeah. And you mentioned another thing you're doing it, man. You automate, yep. you know, automate things, systematize. That's my yep. A, my L's leverage. Then you got to accelerate and you're opening a new location. There you are accelerating. Yeah. You guys are on a, the path to really make this thing huge. Yeah, yeah, I'm really that's impressed. That's the automation. You're you're 100 right. Like lately, this last this last year has been all about automation, 
I've been trying to, you know, we, we used to have assistance and then I tried the VA thing as well. But um, every day now I'm like, all right, if, if like, how do I make this so that I don't need a person to run it, <laughs> to, to run this report, like to input this number. Right. And sure enough, there's always a way you just got to get yourself a, a good developer or something, somebody that that's good with right. spreadsheets and all that stuff. But if the um, data is there somewhere, you can automate the data. That's why I look at it. There's got to be yeah. a way. You can yeah. find somebody on Fiverr or use Zapier or something. There's a way to get that data. You can automate. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing we can do to make our businesses grow is to automate it, systemize it, automate it. Yeah. I love 100%. what you're doing. You're, what I, I have I have a trainer here locally. And uh, not to say they have a bad business or not, but they don't do things like you do. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing and what you do, you run an enterprise. It just happens to be a gym. You know, I see a lot of people, they run gyms and that's what they do. They're gym and they're, they just work out at the gym all day and they just right. train people. You're running a business. You've got a plan. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Nothing is, uh, nothing we've done, um, over the last couple of years hasn't been planned. And we've, uh, you asked earlier about, you know, things to keep it consistent. The, the market's always changing. Um, I think the only thing that hasn't changed is in our industry, one-on-one training has kind of gotten a, a bad rap because it was known as a time suck, right? Because it's like, I can only train so many people per day and make X amount of dollars. Um, but what we've done is position ourselves as a, a high-end uh, quality, you know, type of facility and experience which has allowed us to raise our prices and, and therefore be able to in turn pay our staff well. Um, so one-on-one training is not dead. Uh, <laughs> it's actually thriving for, thriving for us right now. But as far as, um, I think you had asked about like consistency. I mean, the, the biggest thing is really yeah, right. systems. You know, you got, you got to have uh, systems in place. Like I, I always put things in place and I say, if how do I, when I roll it out, I always ask the question, how, if I'm not in the business today, how would I keep an eye on it? Like, how, how can I check this? Right? Whether, whether that's writing a workout, whether that's uh, tracking clients' weights, whether that's the client, you know, being serviced properly. It's not always me, but I, that's why you have, like, I have a head trainer and I have a customer service manager and I, I have meetings with them, right? So they're, they're now uh, using those systems to hold other people accountable to those things. But I, Without a doubt, I know what's going. I can go into any spreadsheet or anything, or any platform within my business, and know what's going on at any time, you know, during the day. So you have indicator. You have a leading indicators as well. So you kind of track things, and you know what's happening. So you can predict sales. You're not looking for the New Year's resolution to grow your business at this point. No, no, we're 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 extremely consistent. Like we, uh, my business is like like this right now. They're, there's moments where we want to do like we want to hit a growth pattern, but at the moment it's all about automation and and more systems to to automate even more. Now, is your gym open to anyone, or do you just use it just to train your clients? It's just training. Yeah, we don't. We actually don't have enough space to uh, to let people um, train on their own. So it's about it's about five thousand okay. square feet. Uh, so we, we're just doing, we're basically just training people all day. I love it. And the new location, same thing. You're just going to, it's all only for training. So if I want to come and work out there, I'm, I'm in training with you to, to be able to use the facility. Yeah. 
Yeah, at the moment, that's the plan. We're, we're with the new location, uh, we're actually licensing um, to two of my current staff members. We're, we're partnering and licensing at the same time. What that means is I'll, uh, we'll own a small percentage, um, but they're going to run it and we're setting it up so that we're basically consulting and that letting them use our brand systems, ops, et cetera. Uh, but we will, we will most likely be removing the larger group program. Um, just cause it's, wow. it's the harder one to, uh, uh, keep, you know, the funnel going, if you will. Group training is very sporadic with so much competition. You got F45 and Orange Theory. So those people tend to be like gym hoppers instead of, uh, people that are looking for like a place for say a year to, to, you know, as high as like five, six, seven years. Yeah. I like what you just said. I see what you're doing here. You systematized, you've automated, you've got KPIs. Now you're opening gyms that someone else is going to run and use your name, your processes, and grow the gym themselves. Yeah. I see what's happening there. <laughs> I see this name. <laughs> I love it, man. I love to be able to scale like that. I mean, because there's only so much of you. And yeah. uh, if you can continue to do what you're doing, you probably see all more, more locations opening up with less time committed by you and Amy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. And, you know, I wanted to, the thing is, you know, most trainers aren't business savvy. You know, they don't have business acumen. So they don't know how to do this stuff. Um, so I have staff that have been with me between four and seven years now. And I'm, you know, it's either, it's either make this play or keep a revolving door, right? Like they're, they're going to leave eventually if, because everyone wants more money. Like, let's just be real. Uh, eventually, no matter how good your work environment is, so they're going to want to make more money after X amount of years. So it's a play for me to take those higher level staff, uh, for them to hopefully run their own place. Um, but they won't need as much of the business acumen because they'll have my back end systems and processes and, uh, accountability tactics to use. Are you doing marketing for them as well? Is that your plan to also market their business for them? Yeah, yeah, we have. We'll probably use uh, the same vendors um, that we use for our current business. Um, other than that, you know, they'll be able to duplicate our website and you know the brand and all that stuff. I love that. So I see what you're doing. It's great because some people become entrepreneurs' mindset. They see that Ray's just killing it. He's got me making a bunch of money. He's my boss. I can do. I do all the work. So this gives them an avenue to have their own place, still represent your brand. Yeah. And still leave you in the game. Right. That's all of that. So if something happens to that owner. Something happens to that gym. Do you have control over that? Some sort so they don't ruin your name or your reputation or when they start going down, do you have the ability to step in there and like save the day? And yeah, we are putting uh, things in place with this first one in the operating agreement such that uh, we have control over branding uh, messaging systems, right? The, the things that are really operational and brand specific, uh, we have, we have control over. So we'll be able to, you know, either if somebody doesn't want to follow through on that, we'll either part ways and remove our brand. Um, but yeah, we're definitely putting things in place legally on purpose. Cause I, I know that that could be a, a headache. <laughs> Well, anybody in the fitness industry who's trying to run a gym needs to listen to this and follow you and find out how they can get into your brand. Because I see what you're doing here. You're growing this thing. 
And it's not going to, it's not like a rocket's going to explode tomorrow, but you've got a systematic way to grow this. I see you've got a plan. Yeah. I love the way that you're, you're giving some other people opportunity to be an entrepreneur without taking all the risk that you had to take. Yep. One hundred percent. That's really what it is. It's definitely cutting all the risk down and, uh, you know, not having to go through all those growing pains that we already went through. <laughs> right. And then you're the consultant. So when they got questions, they can ask you. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I find is, you know, I partner with a couple of companies on a couple of my businesses that I own. The people that you bring in as junior partners or whatever, they have some really good ideas mm-hmm. and they bring new things to me every day that I thought, hell, I never thought of that. Right. So you get the benefit of, you know, these people bringing you ideas too that you can use in your, your main gen. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a really strong collaboration uh, that I think works out mutually beneficial uh, across the board. Cause like you said, some of these people are going to be more, more innovative than others. And they may, they may start doing things in their facility, um, you know, on the client side, retention side, all that stuff that, that can definitely be applicable across multiple locations. So it's definitely a plus. Yeah. You know, you know, Ray Kroc made McDonald's, you know, amazing. Ray yeah. Kroc didn't start McDonald's, but you know what? <laughs> if that's, you know, now we got Ray Contineo doing the same thing to the fitness industry. You can, you can own a gym <laughs> and I'll tell you how to do everything. Uh, that's funny. Oh, I love it, man. Just flag, just fly my colors and my flag and my logos. And we'll say I do everything. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great, man. Well, I really appreciate you the interview. I've learned so much. I had no idea that you were that your uh, fitness business was at this level and that you were running an enterprise. It explains a lot now after talking to you and Amy, the yeah. way you run your business. I'm, I'm very impressed. Awesome. And, uh, so you're you're very active in Apex. I love yeah. that too. I mean, I can't go to an event and not see you guys there. So uh, I'm excited. I'll, I guess I'll see you guys soon at, uh, yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll be at the uh, Apex Live. Yep. Yeah. Apex wouldn't miss it, man. It's the last event for the year, too. Yeah. It's a, you know, a couple months of downtime. I don't know if I, that's, I'm not sure about <laughs> doing December without my trip to Dallas. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I, I, if you had one piece, one more piece of advice for anyone starting a gym business, let's say a fitness business or training business. What would that piece of ice be? Um, I think it's just, it starts with the the, the planning. Um, if I had to do it differently, I think the biggest piece of advice is I would say get get really clear on who you want to serve, what you want to do, and what those demographics are. Because uh, I think the biggest mistake is trainers are just like I just want to train, and then they they plop themselves somewhere and they have no idea what the model is going to be. And it starts like that. And then they, you know, they try and scale and then they're wondering why they, they can't get clients to pay X. And it's usually because you didn't do the homework up front as to who you're actually trying to attract and what those demographics of that area are. So just Ooh, make sure you're clear on that before you start. <laughs> God, you just dropped it. That's a bomb right there. Clarity is everything, man. Yeah. Well, great. I appreciate this, Ray. And uh, yeah, man. Man, I've... I, I, I guess I got some notes here. I just got to digest this down because my fitness journey. You know, I'm always in it. I'm always looking to step it up. And now you got me thinking about all these blood work and everything. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll definitely reach out. I got some work to do, man. All right, man. Hey, I'm... great seeing you, Ray. Same here, man. I appreciate you having me on. All right. All right. See you soon, brother. All right. Thanks.
You've been listening to the Entrepreneur Breakthrough Podcast. Our passion is to teach entrepreneurs that there is light at the end of the tunnel, learning from some of the most successful entrepreneurs, people who've overcome insurmountable obstacles. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, follow Mark on Instagram at Mark Marley. See you next time.